Oh, yeah, Papa. So, yeah, Papa. So, Papa. To IFNZ podcast episode fifty-five, the only mm-hmm. podcast who just let's let's just forget it. Let's just get right into it. Let's talk about food news. Wow, you just threw me for a fucking loop. <laughs> we are. Are we got, done with that now? We just got we're food. done with that shtick. No, I just it was. Oh, I thought we were going to be done with the shtick. I thought we 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 have a period of shticks. <laughs> That's true. And I'm using that with an H in it. Yeah, like a, a, a pointy shtick. Yeah, a schmear. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of food. And uh, there's new of those foods coming out, and we've got to talk about it. We just have to. Um, so we've got some cereal. Let's talk about cereal. You got me cereal for my birthday. It was purple. It tastes like grape soda, kind of. Yeah, it was yours. Rocco's Modern Life. Um, but we are getting some new cereal, one of them being the Hostess Twinkie cereal. It's in development. Okay, I'll um, see you. Do I'll you like you. Twinkies? I do like Twinkies. Do you like cereal? I do. This might be the thing for you, then. Maybe. They're kind of long. They look like a, like a cheese puff. But if that cheese puff was slightly smaller and didn't have cheese on it, that's what that is. <laughs> There's a lot of weird cereals that have been coming out of late. You notice that? I bought one just recently. I'm trying it to go back through on Snack Stalker and try and find some of the more like newer ones that we're, are that we're cooler than way. Snack Stalker. No, we're not. Yes. Snack Stalker's got a lot of cool shit, man. So um, I just bought the uh, the Fruity Pebbles chocolate peanut butter mm-hmm. uh, ones. They're sitting in my in my uh, pantry. Oh, I thought you were no, going to say not, like you not just that, bought them. just, like just yesterday at the store. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to dive into those. Those are one of the day. Yeah, the drumsticks. Like the, they have oh, the, the bits of drumsticks yeah. in it, mint chocolate and classic vanilla. I, I wish that if I was going to eat the drumsticks that I could actually also have the, bowl. the ice cream bowl that's there with it <laughs> because that would make it infinitely better. We're also getting a baby shark cereal. Great. Um, so you see that's going on uh, Netflix on, to- on tour. Oh, really? Yep, Baby Shark tour. It's the people that sing the song. They have like a bunch of other songs and stuff wow. too, whatever they're called. They're going to be at uh, the Stiefel Center two nights because they sold out the first one so Holy fast. Holy cow! It's like the Wiggles and stuff it is. like that. Yeah, basically. I like the box though. If you look at it, it says Baby Shark, and then underneath it says Do 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 Do. <laughs> uh, I don't care about this at all, but I just thought it was funny. Um, also in food news, we have a new Airheads flavored soda that Jones Soda is making. Oh. Um, Airheads Paradise Blends. Where would I be able to buy Cherry that? Cherry Pineapple Blast. A 7-Eleven is who has that now, and we don't have 7-Elevens around here. That um, makes me sad, Panda, because I bet that would be fucking delicious all the Airheads. So it is. it even has a 7-Eleven logo on the bottle. Yeah, That's that. how exclusive this Airheads soda is at this point in time. Um, it makes me wonder if like uh well I mean if I was gonna, I was gonna say it makes me wonder if Rocket Fizz would even have it to carry it too because sometimes they get weird off brand things that are only yeah. at others places but at the same time if it's like if I'm buy a Rocket Fizz is in like Fairview Heights probably find a I'm gonna be able to find a Seven Eleven I might as well just, just fucking go to the Seven Eleven yeah <laughs> um and then you have um a, a nice little treat on on that you've pulled up as well. Yes, yeah, of course. Uh, I almost blanked on what it was. <laughs> Oscar Mayer, for whenever uh, the National Ice Cream Sandwich Day was, uh, at this point, was a couple weeks ago. Oh, I didn't realize there the, was a day. There is a day. Um, they have an exclusive ice dog uh, uh, sandwich, which is a 
hot dog slash mustard sandwich that they're making. Um, so let's let's break this down here. So it's like a, a cookie sandwich. It's got a cookie bun on either side. It's like an ice cream sandwich mm-hmm. would, you that know, in a way. So you got a cookie bun. As would a hot dog. As would a hot dog even. Uh, so you got your cookie bun. Uh, the one half of the ice cream is a mustard gelato. Um, the other half is a hot dog sweet cream ice cream with bits of candied hot dog in it. Yes. Um, Which, so, it's really uneven then. Like, you got half that sandwich, you're eating just mustard ice cream. That's true. And the and other half... I just wonder, because I'm, it makes me curious as if this is like a... Uh, I don't know. Prank. Like, not, prank is a good one. The fact that it actually has crafted by and it has all of these people here. Are makes they me real kind people, of, though? Yes, those are. Oh, they are. Um, that makes me kind of question it. But the other thing <laughs> is, if, if this really is like, like if you bit into just the hot dog half, we'll just we'll just go with that. Yeah, one. I'm, you I'm just bit into now. the hot dog half, sans mustard half right okay. now. Because we know that's going to have a strong mustardy flavor to it. Perhaps, What does yeah. candied hot dog taste like? Would it be like a salty, sweet treat um because whenever you look at the ice cream you ever like had the, candied meats uh, i maybe i don't I know like if i, I have, have off the top of my head like I, I, I think, think of, of like um about like a like a chinese food with like a, a sweet sauce in it like a sweet and sour chicken yeah maybe like that's a or like a peanut a, chicken in a way no something like that peanut, but i like like a sweet and sour maybe like sure that would be like a sweet See, meat. I, I love like sweet and sour chicken so that's, that's like, what makes me wonder though because like it's candied it almost makes it look like it's like uh like cookies and cream ice cream in a way but you know the cookies in this cookie and cream is a candy coated hot dog well people candy uh bacon a lot right now that's a that's an end thing yes and that candy bacon's good it's like a mapley bacon like extra maple so it's probably like that that's what i would imagine their candied hot dog that half would get me the mustard half might throw me because i don't know if i could have that sharp mustard flavor paired well with a gelato i wonder if they tone it down a little bit I wonder if they've told it. I would have to. Uh, but speaking of mustard ice cream, to fall right into that, French's has also announced a mustard-flavored ice cream. Yeah, I saw that on that uh, picture. A very bright-colored um, ice cream. I mean, it's just, it's very yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's it's French's mustard yellow. Like, yeah. that is, a, if, if you want to pour out ice cream, I wonder if, it, like, if you just poured some mustard into, like, a heavy whipping cream. Yes. And then whipped that up a little bit and then put it in the freezer for a while and ate it, it what that would be. <laughs> oh. So, uh, French's has partnered up with Cool House, which is a, an L.A.-based ice cream place. Um, they have locations in L.A. and in New York where they will have this um, in a couple of weekends in August. So, one of them's already passed. The other one's already also passed by this point. Um, but they are, it was August uh, 2nd to the 4th and August 9th to the 11th. That they were doing this, um, but yeah, they did it. it. It really happened. It's gross. And a um, couple more food news is for you, real quick. Sure. Uh, I'm a big sucker for cinnamon things, so hey, uh, it's food news. You don't have to be real quick. <laughs> um, Pillsbury has released a churro flavored toaster strudel. Um, not weird or gross at all. Just super exciting to try. What is the? What's the inside of it? Um, it's goo. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> um, I just didn't see. know if it had delicious one. fried pastry sprinkled with cinnamon sugar, sometimes sure. dipped in or drizzled with chocolate. Okay. Um, so it's got the cinnamon goo in the middle, and okay, then so they give the you a packet sugar, of chocolate. The chocolate on the top. Yep. Cool. That sounds delicious. Yes. Uh, I didn't know that. Did, did you know they made mega stuffed Oreo O's? 
What? Would that? I guess it maybe actually has like more of like the creamy bits in it. It almost looks like they actually have marshmallow bits inside of your Oreos. Because um, typically it doesn't. You know, it's just like the little cookie with the bits of the crusty marshmallow things on the outside. So it almost looks like they threw in extra chunks of like the cream, like nice. the little blocks into it to have bigger versions of it. But I know you being a, an Oreo aficionado, if you yeah, will, trying to cut down. Might, might enjoy some post mega stuffed Oreo O's. Don't do it to me. Don't do it to you. Don't do it to me. Looks like DiGiorno's got a stacked toppings pizza here. What does that mean? It, it just looks like a fucking ton of toppings on top of that thing. Like, oh. that's more toppings than what needs to be on top it's of any pizza. a ridiculous a amount of toppings, one could say. Um, Ooh, Lay's has got deep dish pizza and then cheddar bacon. Deep dish What's pizza that? came out a long time ago. Well, deep dish pizza was... The winner of... That was the one that was on... Yeah, we tried uh, it. We tried it before, but we that was, that, was, that went away for a while. See, I told you, he's a fool. He's a what? This is the guy. He's a fool. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. These things are... Found the remaining bags of lazy, of the Lay's gang. I guess he just found these last two bags that they needed to complete. But the they're... Oh, I gotcha. Like, he has them. Yes. Oh. That's what it says on the, on the picture. Oh. We just needed to click it to go to it. Gotcha. They have a pumpkin pie, fro- uh, frosted pumpkin pie yeah. Pop-Tarts. They come out every year. Edition. I've never had that. Really? Yeah. I bet that's delicious, though. I love pumpkin pie. I think for people who love pumpkin pie, it is. Fried pickles with ranch. I've seen Jay eat those. I would try to work. He said that they're really good, too. I like a good fried pickle, and I like a, a pickle chip, and I like ranch. Hershey's so. cookies and cream gogurt. Look at that. Would, um, you, would you shove some cookies and cream in your mouth? No. Um, my last piece of food news is the zombie Skittle that has been uh, is slated to come out for the holiday season of Halloween. Um, so zombie Skittles will be not unlike the uh, the bean, the jelly bean mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So they will have a bunch of flavors that are nice and related to Halloween themes like petrifying citrus punch, mummified melon, boogeyman, blackberry, chilling black cherry, and blood red berry. But within those will be rotten zombie flavors that are unmarked and you have the potential mm. to get. You know what that sounds like to me. Sounds like something we're going to do on this podcast. That sounds like we're going to save that for uh, we a live show. We bring out the old snack attack oh. from As For The Rest Of Us Days yeah. and then bring that to a live episode. I'm in. You down for that? I'm in. So we got to keep a lookout on for them zombie skittles. Definitely. Cool. You want to get into it? Let's get into it. All righty. What you got for me? Um, well, I mean, we got all kinds of things. Do you want to do trailer talk first? Yeah, of course. Okay. So the last time we did a lot of the uh, the newer movies that came out that weren't very uh, horror-centric, but now we've got a lot of movies since it's almost upon us, the horror season of Halloweener. Yes, this uh, Halloweener. Uh, well, and, and I just felt like I was in the mood with uh, with that zombie skittle that I felt like we needed to talk more about ho- horror things. Yes. So... Um, let's talk about them. Horror. We we got announced to us that we were going to get not only one sequel to the Halloween sequel, but two sequels to the Halloween sequel. So Halloween, which was untitled, which makes me really, it's silly that they didn't title that considering mm-hmm. that these have very specific titles to them. Halloween and its spiritual successor, Halloween. Right? Yeah. So it's like, so Halloween 2, but as a, we call it 2? I guess we're gonna call it the second one of this trilogy. We could. I don't know what you I really remember. don't even know. I mean, just... um, it's going to be called Halloween Kills, and then that will be releasing next year in 2020, and then in 2021 we will get Halloween Ends. And so it's gonna be a trilogy wrap up. It will be a trilogy wrap up. 
Um, I don't believe, obviously, this character is dead or that Lori is dead either. Um, by the end of it, there's always potential for somebody to come back. But this is in this realm where we have, um, oh, what's his junk? Carpenter. Uh, John Carpenter involved in on, on things. This is his trilogy to wrap up things. And um, so Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. Uh, we are also, we got a trailer for uh, Zombieland, Double Tap. The I'm excited Zombieland for this. 2. This looks so good, like, in a, like, hey, here's all your friends. I love the beginning of the trailer whenever it starts. Academy and it has, Award like, Yeah, the Academy <laughs> Award nominees for all of them, then an actual Academy Award winner. Yes. And it's like the, the gladiator thing whenever you watch the trailer for the old gladiator movie and they're, like, brushing their hands through the field of wheat and stuff yes. like that. And that's very reminiscent of the shots. And then she pulls out that giant fucking gun <laughs> with a grenade launcher on it. And it's just like... Thoop. There's a lot more people in this movie than I remember in the first one. Like, wasn't oh, it the just first pretty one much was just the them. four of them yeah, and Bill just, Murray? Just the four of them and Bill Murray was it. Yeah. So that was it. So, so there's a whole gaggle. Expanding upon that. Who's yeah. the blonde chick that they pick up? Is that she? Somebody I'm, I know, I'm sure I she know. is. She looks somewhat familiar, but I don't know her. Like, she's not a household name for me. Um, but... We've got Luke Wilson in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Being the exact same person as Tallahassee. Yes. And then, um, who else was in there that we saw? Uh, well, I'll tell you. Her name is Zoe Dutch. Deutsch. Deutsch. Plays Madison. Zoe Deutsch. So we got Abigail Breslin um, back. Dan Rickwood's going to be back. Rosario or... Dawson was in Oh, yeah, the, that's right. She was driving the, uh, the big uh, monster truck at one point in time that you yes. see. Bill Murray She's somehow Nevada. is back. I guess. Maybe a zombie, maybe not. They can do whatever they it says want. Says Dan Aykroyd's back too. As Dan Aykroyd, yes. that makes sense that they should throw them together. Like Absolutely. That. I love that Emma Stone had said in a, one of the interview things. She goes. I absolutely want to do a zombie land every ten years. Was what she said. And I was like, that would be funny if they kept doing this as as things went on. If it was so, just... Luke Wilson is Albuquerque, and then his counterpart to. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's yes. character is Tom Middleditch's character, who has played his character's name is Flagstaff. It looks like. Gotcha. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Following you. I like that guy as an actor. Cool. He's a cool kid. Right on. Digging it. Um. So then we also got another trailer for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, mm-hmm. which is coming out when? I'm pretty sure it's this month. Like it's already out, maybe even. Yeah. By the <laughs> time this comes out, it's very possible. <laughs> let's let's check. I'll look that it out. up. Let's see. Um, I didn't see the new trailer for it, so tell me, tell me some more about it. Um, it's just more of the same. Like I'm not seeing anything specific that stands out any different. August 9th. Oh, it's way out. It's like out, out. Yeah. It comes so out. By the time we recorded the first episode, is this a movie? It's already out. Yep. Okay. That's what I keep forgetting. It's is a that movie this with a runtime of one hour and fifty one minutes. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Nice. Um, it, it, it looks fine. Uh, we got a teaser trailer for American Horror Story 1984. Uh, more than just the running through the woods, closing the door thing. Have you seen this yet? Mm-mm. So, Mary, it is. We're full on in eighties camp horror. I saw that it was a trailer, but it was all. It was basically like the lineup of casting characters. Oh, nice! Like it was one guy that's got like supposed to be like the guy from the camp that's got like a camp counselor that's a huge penis. Oh, okay, and it's like him and Justin as junk on purpose, like in front of the camera. Nice. And uh, it was basically just explaining who the characters are and stuff. And it's very stereotypical Jason, like Friday yes. the 13th. Yeah, it's definitely Crystal Lake kind of style. Yeah. Um, but I'm all for it. That's exciting yeah. uh, to see that. That's um, not where I thought they would go with it, but I'm super excited for that. Uh, we got a trailer for Creepshow Season 1, which is going to be on Shudder. Um, so this is... 
I know Shudder's had some original things. Uh, Nothing the, that I've seen. No, I've never the, subscribed to Shudder. No, either. I usually get a, 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 um, a trial of it every once in a while just to see what movies are on there. I think they had, when we had Dish and Shudder first came out, they had a like an actual channel on there oh. that wasn't like added on. It just played movies like like a TMC in a way, mm-hmm. but it was just all cult classic horror movies and stuff, and it would just play it 24-7. Yeah. There wasn't commercials really or anything other than it was just like this shudders, <laughs> and then it would play the next movie. Kind of gotcha. Movie. That was basically it. So Creep Show is definitely it's just doing exactly what Creep Show did when the movie came out in 1980, whenever mm-hmm. 1982. Um, it's just a bunch of different short and it's an anthology series. Um, we got a, um, a David Arquette's in one of them. Um, there's just a, a killer cast of people in there. I can't even tell you who all, but you can probably tell me because you have it pulled up in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, David Arquette, Tobin Bell's Bell. in one of them. Nice, that was big boy. Yes, that <laughs> name, that that voice came on there of Tobin Bell, and it was like, oh, that voice is familiar. Who is that? And then it showed him, and I was like, ah, there he is, right there. Uh, Rob Schraub's uh, directed one. Of those. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Seen that? It looked like writing credit for Stephen King under it too. There, yeah, for that one. Still, uh, so and I'm pumped for this. It looks pretty cool. I don't have Shutter, so it may be one of those things where David maybe, Gould. Oh yeah, Dana Gould. Yeah, I like him. That's cool. He's good people. I was just looking for, th- looking, trying to skim through names other names that, that I might familiar. recognize. Kid Cuddy's in one of the episodes. Hmm. He's acting in a couple things before too, if I'm oh, not mistaken. I, gotcha. uh, I don't know. A lot of familiar faces, but like, yeah. not ones that they're not big names that you would know, but a lot of familiar it's like Walter faces. Walter Shaw. I don't know what that is. Walter Shaw. Inconceivable. That guy. I don't. You don't know what I'm talking about? No. Who Princess talking? Bride? The guy that's from Princess Bride? I've only seen that movie once and I uh, forgot about it a long time ago. But that, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that I don't. I might I don't know that his name you, Wallace Shaw. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Oh, Wallace Shawn. Yeah. Yeah, you said Walter Shaw. I, and I, I was, I, I know who Wallace, no, I'm joking. <laughs> he's, in, uh, he's in, he's in everything. Young Sheldon. Sure, he's in everything. He's in a lot of those episodes. Um, we got a little teaser for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, which looks... A l- it did, they didn't do that in there, though, at least from what I saw. They did talk about the Midnight Club. Um, but it was a real Society. short, like... Midnight Society, thanks. Um, but it was just a real short, like, kind of like... I didn't know that happened either. In your face. But it is... Uh, is that What's that going to be on? I think it's going to be on Nickelodeon, or it's going to be a Nickelodeon-produced movie. I might be... This is the one... I think we had talked about it before. This is supposed to bring back some of the original cast members and stuff. Oh, really? I think, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know which one to click on. I guess this one? No. No? I don't know. <laughs> TV series, three episodes. I don't know. A- angry Jock number two. All those Angry Jocks. I don't um, know. We got a trailer for the Blair Witch game. Mm-hmm. Um, and some gameplay recently on it. It comes out at the end of this month. Yeah. Um, so that's... It, it looks kind of cool. It looks like the concept is that you're a police officer on a... You're in it's, a, it's a, a search. It's basically like Outlast. This technically takes place before the first movie. Oh, really? Yes. Nice. So it's... it's uh, I think it's set in 97 so or 98. before they go to make the documentary. Yes, it's before 99. And, but the people have gone missing because he's this yeah. this cop. People go missing search. there all the time. That's yes. why 
it's like you're not supposed to go out there. It's like posted for them not to go anywhere out there whenever they first went out to film, and you know, like mm-hmm. where you see the first movie. And it's by the makers of Layers of Fear, mm-hmm. so it's, you know it's gonna have. As a I good... said, it's very Layers of Fear Outlasty type feel to it. Yeah, and this also has, I think, a VR experience that's nice. tied in with it too. Cool. That you'll be able to do. That release is August 30th. I know the movie, like, movie games never typically work out, but this one seems like it's far enough away and there's enough lore in there that you can do it without having it, like, directly tied oh, to yeah. the movie. I think they're trying to do... They'll probably do what they can to take some of the lore that was established in the second movie since that took place, you know, back when the Blair Witch was the Blair Witch and that whole thing started. Yeah. You know, leading up to that, and they can take some of that lore that's from the older stuff and kind of throw it in with what we know from some of the newer Definitely. things about the area and whatnot. Uh, did you ever watch the remake? Yeah. Blair Witch? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I didn't it think anything wrong with it. Uh, I didn't think that. I feel like the thing that the first Blair Witch movie did that I feel like this game could get a lot, like could do well with, which, you know, Layers of Fear you felt like did with, I feel anyway, mm-hmm. from watching you play it, was it is nothing but just a giant tension fest. There might not be a lot of things that happen, especially with the first movie. There wasn't a bunch that ends up happening. Definitely. Because you don't see the stuff, but it's nothing but a giant build-up, 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 build-up to this dramatic thing that happens at the very end, which Lairs of Fear has a very good, you know, draw of, you know, tension and stuff. There's not really a creature in Lairs of Fear so much. It's basically just, you know, this house is possessed. This is, this area is possessed. This guy's losing his mind and shit that you're playing as and stuff. Not that your character is losing your mind in the game. That you're going to play for Blair Witch, but it will definitely Could be able to help you know build up that draw of tension and shit. That's what I like about the the layers of fear versus an Outlast is that there's not a combat with anything. There's not yeah. anything to run away from. It's it is that like suspense yeah. on your edge, and I'm curious what they're going to do with this. So that's what made me think it might be a perfect blend of like a layers the of fear of with Outlast because you'll have that giant massive build of atmospheric tension of it's everything like that's 90% going on. That. But then if there is confrontation, like there was in the new remake of Blair Witch yeah. movie, you saw parts of the creature and stuff, yeah. and they were actually trying to flee from it and uh-huh. stuff. Maybe you'll have that kind of Outlasty experience where you need to try and hide and run, and that's even more added tension because it's stressing Absolutely. you out trying to find means to hide from this thing so you don't die. Yeah. But just like Outlast, it probably won't have combat. It's kind yeah. of hard to combat things that are supernatural or weird Definitely. or whatever. You're trying like to that. get away from them before they kill you. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Um, and then let's talk about Walking Dead a little bit. Okay. So we've got three releases of, of some sort of video to things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them you already talked about um, on a previous uh, thing about the the Rick Grimes movie and just yeah. there's there was a real quick helicopter where Rick Grimes will return in theaters yes um, so we know that that's in the works there's no due dates to that and by due dates I mean release dates uh, for any of that quite yet but yeah, then just we like a thirty second tease if that yeah yeah real there's a real short tease yeah. real tight tease um, and then we got a a, a really uh, just kind of short teaser for the third Walking Dead series that we'll mm-hmm. be getting. Uh, which was really more of just an meeting the team kind of a thing, meeting the the new uh, they showcased, heroes. If I'm not mistaken, a little earlier today, I'll try and see if I can find it. Who the actual lead of that third series is supposed to be oh, really? now? Yeah, like who we're following, kind of a thing. Like we followed Andrew Lincoln, and who who the main character is this one. So it definitely everybody is. There's a bunch of young. This a, a young group of people, um, and it is. Um, just kind of meeting who they are and 
I don't. We maybe got. It looks like we got a name for there, somebody. This is the Felix. Kid. Yeah, this is the main guy you'll follow. Okay, so Felix, who's played right. by Nico Tortorella, Tortorella, um, is is gonna be our our lead. He was in Scream Four, mm-hmm. um, and so we don't really know much about this series. They talked about this being potentially in a different country, maybe an Asian country, if I remember right, at some point in time. Um, but it looks like a really young cast. It looks like a bunch of a bunch of I don't want to say kids. Probably people I was in twenties. Yeah, twenty somethings. Yeah, and uh, and so they were just kind of taught. It was just more of a. I wouldn't even say it's a meet the meet the crew as much as it was just like I'm a person. I'm going to talk about how my what my mm-hmm. feelings are, kind of a thing. At least all of these people, these top three people, I guess, are going to be people we follow obviously the whole time because they're all slated for ten episodes. Oh, I see. Everybody else has two or less i see so i guess we'll we'll be able to see these three these two women and main. that guy he's the one that that's what i said and i saw that one picture of him and there was another picture that was actually a promotional picture i don't see it on here I at all you. but probably had, had like a, a snapshot from the from the set or something yeah. but that was him they were like this is your main character that you're going to follow the whole nice. time cool so that's going to be coming next Jordan year roberts is the director for it I don't know who that is. Oh, he's the dude that's doing... He did the Skull, uh, Kong Skull Island movie. He's the one that's directing and creating the uh, the Metal Gear Solid movie that I talked oh. about before. Nice. That's that's cool. He's actually a really good writer. I've seen Skull Island and uh, another couple movies that he did. It's He's a pretty good writer. Very cool. And then we got a Two. massive Season 10 Walking Dead trailer. Uh, it seemed like it went on for forever and not in a bad way. Yeah, it was like a... Four, five minutes. That what it was. Something like that. It was crazy. The amount of things that they packed into that. We see a lot of Negan out gardening and mm-hmm. kind of being asked to do things and even be enlisted into um, the Aaron's army and and what that means for things. It looks like the Whispers are back, which we knew they would be. Um, Do you see Alpha, Beta, and Gamma? Yeah, there's a Gamma, there's which a is gamma. played by... Uh, uh, Thorn, uh, Bella mm-hmm. Thorn, yeah, Not Bella Thorn, something like that, something Thorn though. Yeah. Um, she was in uh, Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember. Um, but they are. It looks like they're hitting it hard, and that's yeah. I think they're they've probably filmed the majority of the first se- the first half of the season. Yeah, at least. So that because they usually film a half and then they take a break and then they film the other half. So I'm guessing that we're we're really just into one half of of the season and there's a lot of action in this there's it looks like i think there's another time jump maybe did you get that sense from it at all uh i don't know not necessarily i mean uh, there's a lot of different things that go on with it though i mean you see uh almost said rick daryl and carol talking at one point in time close toward the end about of the trailer away. But yeah about leaving uh-huh. uh you see uh king ezekiel yes uh and michonne getting kissing. ready to lay a planting like a little kissy poo on her yeah michonne. saying something about being partners in crime or yeah something like that. and then uh like the big reveal at the end once they finish finally flash the uh the walking dead october 2019 yeah thing is whenever uh, Michonne does the exact same pose that yeah. Negan does to Glenn with with Lucille, with Lucille in yeah. her hands and stuff too, which is really awesome. But uh, yeah. I'm not sure if so there's, there's a another lot time of jump and stuff. Like, I guess it could be, but if it is, I'm gonna say it's a substantially shorter one. Oh, I would think so. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think enough to like maybe months. There's no way that you can just go into somehow Ezekiel and Michonne have a relationship and Carol and 
Daryl are uh, are together talking about running Thora away. Thora Birch. Thora Birch. What did I say? Thorn. You said Thorn. Something Thorn. <laughs> yeah, you're getting there. <laughs> Bella Thorn. <laughs> Is that Bella Thorn a person? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that sounds like a porn star. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited to see this. I think she. I'm going to be more interested in seeing what Thora Birch does as a whisperer than I am about the Alpha. What's her name in in uh? In uh, Hocus Pocus. I don't remember. She's the little kid, right? She is the little kid, yeah. I can't think of what her name is. Um, her brother's Max. Zachary Binks is Zachary. The, the cat. Zachary Binks. Um, I don't know. Binks. Um, but, yeah. So, there's a looks like a lot of action first half of the season. We can go anywhere with this. We can we can really do whatever um, with it, and I'm hoping they do. Oh, I know who Bella Thorne is. Yeah. What does she do? She's an actress. My own worst enemy. She uh, she was Adam show. Sandler's Big daughter Wolf. in a movie at one point in time. Yeah, and Blended. There you go. Yeah. The babysitter. I like Bella Thorne. Is she going to be in anything coming up? <laughs> Is she going to be in The Walking Dead? I don't think so. <laughs> Paradise City, Southland. Mm. Bunch of stuff we don't know or care yeah, about. Go ahead. Um, that's all I got for trailers. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, let me dip into, since we kind of lightly talked about the, the game release of uh, Blair Witch, go yeah. ahead and spout out some games that'll be coming out. So, sure. Uh, from this point that this episode comes out, which would be the 19th of August, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we will have uh, a few games come out. I'll go ahead and go off the list of uh, September bigger games, too. Uh, Control is coming out for uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That is... Uh, Remedy's new game. They're the people that made Alan Wake. And uh, what's the other game called? Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It was a big Xbox one. Deborah Sleeps. Nope. Alan Wake's Deborah Sleeps. Get it? I get it, yeah. but I, that's not no, it. No, that's not it. I'll think of it in a minute. Do you want me to tell you something? What? I don't know. I was just going to try to tell you something like Oh, no, no, no. I got it. I'll go through the rest of the stuff and then I'll come <laughs> back to it. Astral Chain, which is a new uh, game from Platinum Software, is coming out on Switch August 30th. The Boy Rich game, which we just talked yep. about, Xbox One and PC only. Um, that is on August 30th as well. Hitting up September, we have the remaster of Catherine called Catherine Full Body. What is the deal with this Catherine game? Uh, it was just a, kind of like a puzzle mechanic game, but it has like a really deep story and it's kind of very like very adult anime-esque. Not gotcha. like hentai, but very adult themed. A uh, lot of different things. Um, like she's a stripper? Uh, no, it's about a woman named Catherine. She's kind of got multiple personalities. Hmm. And they're all called Catherine, but they're spelled different. Multi-personality. That's not what it is, but I like where your head was at. <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter, big expansion comes out called Monster Hunter World Iceborne, which I was really hot on that game last year. You were hot on it. Um, you got the, all of your sports games that nobody cares about. Gears 5 is coming out September 10th. Uh, Borderlands 3 coming out September 13th. Uh, Demon X Machina is coming out to Switch. It's another big game. It's not by Platinum. I can't think of the name of the company that makes it, but that's September 13th also. Um, we just talked about a little bit ago, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch Remastered. Coming out PS4, Switch, and PC on September 20th. Yes. Also on Switch, the September the 20th, the remake of uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which I'm super, super excited yeah. for. Looks cute. Uh, re, uh, remake almost said the surge Two a sequel to, uh, surge came out in 2016. I believe it's a very, uh, dark soulsy game, but set in like far future sci-fi in a way mm -hmm. it kind of went over 
pretty well for them, better than what I think that they. I I, I watched. They some, deserved. I watched some people play, so and the game say? the game looks pretty jank, honestly. Oh, really? And it's made by a company I think from like Germany or something that I'd never heard of, hmm. and it did really like it was received decently well enough for the well enough for them to get a sequel out of it, but it was nothing that I ever played. Um, Code Vein, which is by From Software, it's their uh, anime Dark Soulsy type game coming out September twenty seventh. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S, which is the the big remaster and re- or remake of uh, Dragon Quest Eleven that came out on PS4 last year. This is the one that's going to have uh, the Switch version. This is the version that's going to have the uh, you can play the whole game in like eight bit mode. It looks like old school Dragon. That's kind of neat. Dragon Warrior style. Um, even all the music and everything's redone. You can change that like on the fly if you want to play in that mode or not. It has a bunch of additional content plus all the DLCs packed into it too. And uh, that's pretty much, to me, the last big title that'll be coming out in September. Of course, uh, cool. I'll talk about it a little bit later on. Uh, they pushed back uh, Destiny, but we can talk about that in a minute. Cool. What you got? Awesome. You want to just talk about some news? Yeah, of course. Alrighty. Uh, we just got a news that Disney Plus, so Disney Plus is getting very close to getting a lot of announcements released for it. Um, we are just uh, you know moments away from D23, which is when we've been shown that we are going to get um, some screenshots and a lot more of what's going to happen with the Disney Plus app. I really uh, hope that at D23 we get like a big full-length like Mandalorian trailer. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with all of that, they've also said that they're going to start taking uh, pre-subscribing, pre-sale, I guess you call it pre-sale. Like a, a pre uh, And D23 uh, attendees will get first dibs on that. I guess with their with their ticket to D23 will be an access to being able to... They're going to have limited people can pre-subscribe to it? I guess so. Or at least you're going to be for, like their first in line. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a week and maybe you get some... There's got to be some sort of incentive to yeah, be able to sign up there has ahead to of be. time. Um, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a price. Maybe you get to get a dollar off or a free cool. month or whatever. Who knows? Um, but they also have talked about being it. They have announced their price structure for bundling. So Disney Plus is going to be able to be bundled with Hulu and ESPN Plus. So with all of that, you D, we know Disney Plus will cost six ninety nine per month, and uh, I guess you get a price break if you pay annually because it's sixty nine ninety nine if you pay annually. And then Hulu, we know, is five ninety nine or eleven ninety nine for premium. Uh, that's obviously without any of the um, live TV added to it. And then ESPN is a five is a four ninety nine uh, per month thing. So what you're going to be able to do is get all three of those bundled together for twelve dollars and ninety nine cents when cool. they come out. So you're saving about five dollars per month uh, by going that route if you are into that. If you don't like ESPN and you're just a Hulu Disney Plus, they haven't said if there's like a bundle just for I bet that. I think at least add-on. maybe like a dollar knocked off or something like that or whatever that. But that would incentivize me yeah. to want to just add it on because I've still got Hulu and Hulu Live TV. Yeah. So just to have it all kind of under one hub would be really nice. Yeah. Even if it if it if it took two bucks off, that's five dollars a month for yeah. Disney Plus. Still. That's a pretty good little add-on for for that. So I'm excited for it. I'm glad that we're getting more information. And uh, like I said, with D23, I'm sure we'll get a slew of more information on that. Yeah. Uh, They just announced earlier this week that uh, with Gamescom coming up here at the tail end of uh, August, 
Uh, we're going to get some new trailers for some games that are coming out in the next few months, including Borderlands 3, along with the what would be the sounding like the final trailer for Death Stranding, because the game will launch this November now. Nice. Um, Kojima has announced that he will actually be there, so this will be the first time he hasn't been out since before E3, um, because he wasn't there, Sony wasn't there at E3 at all this year, so... Um, this will be the first time he's got to come out to talk about the game and everything and it leading up to its uh, final trailer for the release of it. I'm excited, still anticipating everything about that game coming out and whatnot and any little bit of information or news that I get from it I'm super hyped about. Nice. I hope that... I hope it does really well for him. I, I, I truly don't see any reason why it won't. I think the game in pre-sales has already gone gold, but I hope that it exceeds those expectations so that way... One, Sony can or uh, Konami can realize what they lost in having a creator as innovative as Kojima not yeah. being under their umbrella anymore. And two, so that way Sony can see how unique and you know creative he truly is, and how this game is perceived will just make him skyrocket as far as popularity goes, and want him to be able to keep creating more new individual IP like new IP constantly and stuff. This is something that he said, like, I don't, Death Stranding's not supposed to be a set in stone uh, series. Like, it's not going to follow. It's going to tell us tale, and that's going to basically be it. We're not going to see this character keep coming back time and time again like we did with Metal Gear. This is going to be like, we're going to tell the story, that's it. And then a the next game I'm going to make, years down the road, it's going to be its own story kind of oh, a thing. Which makes me excited for him, because I'm sure he has a lot of shit that he's been wanting to talk about or do for years, but he's just been so buckled under keeping those characters of you know Solid Snake and everybody else down from Metal Gear Solid. You know that that that's what he was like locked and roped into once those games came out. So yeah, it's cool. You know, see him get this big of a creative boost. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, we are getting a, a Ghostbusters. We did get while we were talking about due dates and everything. Ghostbusters, the video game remastered, did get a release date, um, and so that will be October fourth of two thousand nineteen. Looks like we. I don't. Is this is getting released on all. Uh, platforms it looks like is that what the you Ghostbusters game? yeah looks like we're getting yeah PlayStation 4 Xbox yeah. One Everything Switch, PC is it on Switch as well yeah okay I thought it was just Xbox PC and uh, PS4 yes so October 4th we're getting that I know that's a little bit further out but uh, very exciting I never got to play that game so when you were like this is the Ghostbusters sequel yeah it's essential because uh, it was written by uh, Harold it, Ramis. Harold Ramis and Dan, Dan Aykroyd Aykroyd, again yeah. so they they had them as writing credit with the game and stuff and I played it I think it came out in 2013 or something like yeah, that something if I'm not that, mistaken yeah. and uh, yeah it's it's a super good well-rounded game it was like one of the end of life games for what I well, I guess technically end of life games for like the 360 it was right oh. before like on the cusp of Xbox One coming out so mm-hmm. this is kind of like one of the very final like big games that they were releasing at the time and I, it was just such a fun ride honestly I, I, I liked it a lot cool uh, I don't have any other really like big news, big big news, unless you have something else. Let me that throw I a couple things at you. Yeah. So they announced. So we 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 know what's going on slightly with the Little Mermaid movie, but now they have announced that they're doing a Little Mermaid live action or a live like TV performance. Yeah, they've been off on doing those kind of things yeah. a lot lately. So yeah. they're gonna they're gonna do the Little Mermaid now, and in this, it's kind of a weird thing because some of the people that you might think to be cast in the movie are actually cast on this live performance, such as Queen Latifah is going to be our um, Ursula. Ursula. Which I think is a great casting 
choice and was like, oh, I would have liked to seen that in a movie. Like, that would have been pretty cool to see Queen Latifah as Ursula in that. But she will be our live, our mermaid, Little Mermaid live. Uh, we'll have Queen Latifah as uh, Ursula, um, a woman called Alui Carvalho. Huh. Uh, I'm butchering that one. We'll portray Ariel. And then Shaggy will actually be our Sebastian. Oh, yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm excited Her? for that. Yeah. yeah. Was she in? Oh, she was Moana. Oh, she, she was the voice the, of Moana. She the voice of Moana. Yep. Does Moana sing in the movie Moana? I do believe so. I've never watched Moana. I have not either. How many times can I say Moana? Um, you have a, a, a small baby daughter, um, so at one so at some point, at some in time, point, I'll probably hear you'll Moana. You'll probably get into Moana. I know you're welcome. That one song. What's that? That The Rock does. What can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> na, 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 na. Whatever it goes. Oh, I did. Uh, I, I did. I forgot that I needed to mention more about yeah. Destiny. Since okay. that's like my hot button game and stuff. You love Shadow it. Keep, the big expansion, got delayed by a couple of weeks. It was basically meant to be just a uh, a polish period. They wanted an extra couple of weeks just to kind of make sure that they weren't going to put out something that was going to immediate, immediately need patches oh. like crazy and stuff. So just a couple of weeks delayed as far as like uh, just a little bit of polish and stuff. They've released a couple of uh, vid docs just to showcase some more behind the scenes of the making of the expansion. Some more about uh, some of the new guns and stuff coming up with it and everything. Um, and just touching a little bit on the story and everything too. It's the big return to the moon finally um, in the universe. We've not been to back to the moon since Destiny 1 at this point. Mm-hmm. So a lot's changed. And uh, the the kind of big nods that they're making to it is that um, the darkness or like what will eventually be like the big bad of the Destiny universe is a lot closer than what you think. Meaning that like a lot of these dark elements of the darkness and stuff are starting to touch onto the moon in this uh, this structure called Shadowkeep that is all of a sudden just appeared there. Nice. And there's some uh, other characters that are classic characters from Destiny that have been gone since Destiny One that are going to be making a turn. Um, one of which is the uh, the person that is in the tower that's like the expert on the hive and like the occult. Um, her name is Eris Morn, and she's supposed to make her recurrence. She's kind of like I said, like she's like the master. She knows everything about the hive creatures that are on the moon that mm-hmm. have started from there, and she knows a lot about the darkness in general. Gotcha. So she's she's the lady that's behind the staircase. In the Destiny one, yes. yes, she's got like looks like three eyes yeah. that are there. She doesn't really have eyes the anymore they're tied up and those are like her she uses hive magic to be able to see not just like with those physically but she also sees like into the future into the past and stuff too but she's been gone since destiny one and not had any kind of a return to form so now we're gonna actually get to see what she's been up to which i'm excited about because i like her as a character yeah um so we had some some happenings and goings on in kevin smithland uh recently uh, a couple weeks ago, he did the reading of Clerks Three, the unreleased script. Yeah. Um, at the we talked about that at the First Avenue Playhouse in Atlantic Highlands, and uh, so in that he did the reading of Clerks Three, as previously mentioned. Um, Brian O'Hallon reprised his role as Dante, and uh, Kevin actually read the roles of Jay, of Silent Bob, and of Randall. He played all three of those parts. And then uh, looks like Ernie O'Donnell came back for Brian Johnson did some some stuff Diana Delvin Devlin uh, Marion Giglioni uh, and then um, who else Oh Donna Jean Bagnol was someone else who she's 
from the actual playhouse. So those are our actors for it. They went through and read uh, read through that script, acted it out. And uh, so evidently it was a pretty good thing. They, they were able to raise a bunch of money for, they sold $100 a ticket for to go see that yeah um and it was i think it was like an 80 80 seat yeah 80 seat theater they did two days of it so they raised quite a bit of money with that I really think. nuts if they did if they've warranted it popular enough to be like hey we should just take the clerk scree th- clerks that are reading on tour yeah that'd and be like fun. have him and bry or walt and just get like a whole you know yeah shared universe people like you know ming and mike and all everybody just together to do different voices for specific characters it'd be cool if they just if they just i don't know if they filmed it at all but to release that as a paid like a dvd yeah yeah like or i mean home video whatever the hell they call these days yeah um but with that paired up with that is that kevin smith has said that he is going back to do a different draft of clerks three cool um he is he said that he's going to write a draft of it that does a, a fair, uh, a proper send-off to these characters and uh, something that he's fairly confident that Jeff Anderson will sign off on. So, so. who do you think that... Uh, who owns them now? Is that still under uh, Miramax or Universal? I don't know how that works. I didn't know who would I have to that, okay that to be like, hey, that, you're making a movie. That did get okayed. If I remember right, Clerks 3 was a, was the only... Pro- like He tried to do a Mallrats thing and they wouldn't... Uh, whoever Clerks owns was that. okay? Clerks was approved, oh. but he wasn't going to make it without Jeff, and Jeff said he wasn't going to do it. So that was the big hang-up there, is they had everything ready to go in funding for Clerks 3. So if it's something that's tied with it and they bought the rights, would you rather watch it in the theaters as a big-budget thing and then buy it eventually digitally? Or if they do it to like a streaming service like Netflix or Hulu to make it as a... Netflix original movie or whatever, and they sold that out specifically to that company or whatever yeah. to get that digitally, would you rather do that? Um... I don't think it mattered to me because he's probably going to tour it anyways and do a Q and A. Yeah. Um, and then I would probably go see that. Sure. But um, I don't know. It's not like his movies are are typically budget like theater movies. Yeah. Except for I enjoyed watching like Clerks two in theaters yeah. with a bunch of people who also were big fans of everything, yeah. and it was that hooping and hollering loud and excitement for that movie. That was fun. Um, I don't have to have that though. I mean, sometimes it's even a little bit annoying because people are just loud. They are allowed. Uh, but, you know. Um, yeah, that's about all I've got. Cool. Uh, well, let's start wrapping some stuff up with some personals. Yeah. So, uh, as far as what things you've been doing, what, do you, what have you been up to? Well, I played a video game. You played a video game? Uh-huh. Neat. I played a video game called Destiny. You Okay, one? One. Yeah. Tell I, me how you like it. I got the collection. Yeah, because uh, it was like twenty bucks at Best Buy, mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it." Uh, Justin sucks it off enough. I should try to see if I, I try to. You love it, yeah. Um, so I was like, I'll, "I'll check this stuff out." I am, I think, three missions down. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to. I don't know if you remember much of Destiny One. I do. Um, but there's a, a, I gotta get into this door, and it's real dark in there, and there's a bunch of creatures that start to attack me. Um, and it's like three missions in. I think it's like the third or fourth mission. Okay. Um, I'm still in Russia. Earth. Uh, yeah. On Earth. Easy. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm opening up a door and there's a bunch of creatures coming out. Or the Cosmodrome, like, not easy. There's like one light in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't get past it, but I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Okay. I mean, I did a couple of, I don't know, are they called missions? Not Patrols. missions. Uh, where like 
you go over to here and a bunch of people can go over there and fight together. Events. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I did public a, events. Did a couple of events with uh, with that, and there's like me and one other person because I don't think a lot of people are on Destiny One. Not anymore now. Um, but it's fun, and it was all right. I enjoyed it. I feel like I'm not a great under pressure shooter, but I can like I can snipe a little bit, and I it can, also helps. This is I feel like. Destiny as a general game for first-person shooter games. People that aren't used to first-person shooters, it's nice to do something that's PvE and against characters that are AI instead of just PvP. You know, Absolutely. Like person versus person I agree with that. Thing. It's, it's easier and you don't feel as much under pressure. I feel like it's more fun doing games like that, too. I have no interest in playing PvP. Sure. Um, because I don't, I don't think I'll ever be to that level which is and fine. that's okay i don't I yeah. don't, i'm not it's inspiring to be or butthurt that i'm not i it's not it's not for everybody and i still like doing pvp occasionally yeah. i don't play pvp on destiny that much at all yeah honestly. like crucible is a really fun pvp format i mean it's very much the perfect blend of adding in those combat elements with like your abilities and stuff like that and then having like a classic fun time with like halo yeah you know that kind of a shooter it's from bungie so yeah. i mean that's kind of what you expect but it's fun whenever you play Crucible just a smidge and stuff like that. But I don't really get into it like a ton, a ton. Yeah. I would rather play PvP with a bunch of people I know. Like yeah. when you guys used to have LAN parties, like yes. that's more of the kind of PvP I'd rather play. Is like, yeah. oh, my buddy over there shot me in the head. That's the same thing like... that I'm you know, with like a PvE. That's like a sense of camaraderie because whenever you're doing strikes yeah. or you're playing just in a public world like in old Russia or something like that with two or three other people together working together a common you know doing one thing yeah. together or something it just makes it that much more fun it does absolutely absolutely but i, I enjoy it. i'm gonna keep playing it sure. um, i'm gonna keep trying it out like you said originally you said you know that that storyline's not you're not you're 10 hours into it about probably by the time you finish that first story in there sure. and then you kind of go from there so that was kind of like, oh and you know i can probably do that maybe a couple hours here a couple hours there yeah uh, kind of a thing so i i noticed that and i don't i'm not real sad but like when i play that game my eyes water so bad and i don't know why but like i'll just be playing and i'll have like tears rolling down my face <laughs> and i don't know if it's because i'm like so focused like while i'm playing mm-hmm. whereas like i'm not in other games like there's a lot more like maybe focusing that just like i just maybe. start crying like a baby i don't know huh. Wait, what have you been playing uh, I've been playing a little bit of Destiny 2. They've got the uh, the Solstice of Heroes event that's going on right now. Um, they did it last year as well. It's just like a big overarching summer event that commemorates certain that, yeah. things that you do. This year's, they have an, uh, a new unique thing. Instead of like last year's, they wanted you to do like what they called Triumphs, where you went back through and replayed old missions to kind of like commemorate the things you did as a hero that made you, you know, save the tower and everything. And it kind of goes back through and you play through all those missions are a little bit more difficult. They have specific like things that you have to do in them differently than just playing through the plain old story missions to kind of uh, help build up this armor that you get. You have this armor subset that you get for your character and you have to do specific things to uh, it starts off as like broken basically and it looks like the green armor and then as you do these things to complete them uh, it, it becomes blue and it gets like a little bit healed and then eventually you get the legendary armor, the, the, the purple armor and then you can eventually do what they call master working it which means that it becomes like perfected. Ah. Um, so they have the same principle here but instead of going back through old missions and stuff they made a whole new area in the EDZ or the European Dead Zone um, that is called the aerial uh, 
EDZ. So it kind of takes up place so like partially up in the sky, and there's uh, just a big boss circus that you have to or circuit that you have to fight through. So it's like fighting waves of enemies to kind of lead weed them out, and then uh, once you get to the bosses, you have to kill the bosses within a certain time frame to unlock chests. And as you play through these, you unlock specific pieces for your gear that you're wearing to kind of get it perfected over the course of time. Um, I've heard tale it can take gameplay wise anywhere between 12 to 15 hours to get good perfected gear um so it added in a lot of gameplay with that and as always they always add in just some new things as far as uh some weapons some different skins for different weapons that you already currently have just to kind of change things up um so it's been fun doing that like i said before it's uh two weeks pushed back for shadow keeps so they've extended some uh extra gameplay for some new things they're gonna put iron banner back in the game another two times instead of just one time because they wanted to kind of do that to help people out um and i think the week that's leading up to october 1st now when shadow keep comes out that whole last week of reset they're having this thing where um if you play multiplayer um, they have an, like a Valor system rank that you can get, like your uh, Brave 1, Brave 2, Heroic 1, Heroic 2, and then you kind of level up on there, tiered system-wise, and they're making like a times 3 boost or something like oh. that in that, so that way if you play multiplayer at all, you can level up way faster, so that way you can get a lot of different achievements and stuff for doing so. Um, but super for looking forward to Shadowkeep whenever it comes out, um, but I haven't played too much Destiny the only other thing that I've really played since has been just Pokemon Go. Yeah. Still diving deep into it and uh, getting into uh, raiding and stuff now. Trying to, I've gotten into a, a couple of groups and stuff of different people on Facebook that I've found. There's a Southern Illinois Pokemon Go. Yeah. And there's one that was uh, Pokemon Go like codes for people from share mm-hmm. friends codes and just kind of talk on there too and whatnot just about the game and what's coming up. And uh, I joined those. I've got like 40 friends on there now because I've put out my code on there and just asked people to add me. And I said, okay, what, what presents I have, I'll share with when, you know, whenever I get the stuff and everything. And cool. uh, so I got quite a bit of people. And it's really cool because I didn't know how it exactly worked. Whenever you get eggs and stuff like that from different people from different parts of the world, you'll yeah. unlock different Pokemon yeah. and stuff too. So it's really cool. Like, Absolutely. I've got... A friend from Italy. I've got a friend from Okinawa that's on there, and somebody from like Germany or something. Nice. And every time I get eggs from them, it's like completely different, unique Pokemon that I'd never seen out and about or would have gotten from eggs from here. Yeah. So it's really cool seeing all of that and getting all of that now. Nice thing and getting some different, unique Pokemon that I never normally would get. Yeah. Um, but truly, those are the only game games that I've actually been playing. Cool. Uh, I haven't cool. had time to read anything. Have you read anything comic-wise? Yeah, yep, absolutely. What you got going on? I uh, So I had this idea in my head. Not sure. an idea. Um, I, I went and I said, okay, I remember this this magazine. Um, I kind of was like a shape like a TV guide. Um, and it was from the 90s when I was a kid. I remember it being about Disney. And I remember the covers, kind of. But that's about as far as I did. So I typed in Disney... Um, and then I typed in... I feel like I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, uh, Disney TV guide thing. And so I, I, what came up was Disney Adventures. And so Disney Adventures is the name of this, uh, this book that came out, uh, 
Yeah, not Adventures by Disney. They don't know. What's wrong with these people? Uh, so Disney, uh, do magazine. Um, and so Disney Adventures magazine was this uh, magazine that came out. I don't think it was monthly. It must have been like bi-monthly. I think 10 issues a year, maybe something like that. I don't exactly know. But within those were comics. And so I was like, I'm going to see if I can find it. And on, there's a, um, there's a website called like the internet, uh, database or something like that. And it has a bunch of stuff that you can either borrow or you can just download straight up. And it's like books and it's magazines and it's comics and it's movies and whatever. Um, but in there, they, there's a guy that is currently doing a bunch of scans of these Disney adventure books. So you can get a lot of them on there. I read the first one that came out ever, which was filled with uh, like two or three different DuckTales comics, and a Tailspin comic, and two Chippendales comics, along with some fun articles that were all... like This this magazine started in 1990, mm-hmm. and it went until 2007. So during that time, they've got all of these comics that kind of go through it, and uh, they're all mostly connected to the... Um, uh, the Disney Afternoon gang, like all the all the yeah. different uh, characters from there, and uh, there were just some different like styles and <laughs> excuse me, um, there were just different things that were in the articles that I thought were really funny um, that I enjoyed as well. If I find some funny ones as I continue to read this, I'll bring them to the table and we can relive the '90s a little bit. Wow. But, I read, <laughs> but I read uh, Disney Adventures. That was the thing That's I awesome. Read. Yeah. It was good. It was a little, nice little blast of the past. I feel like I remember that. Like, I remember reading Chippendales comics in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it looks like they, they shifted around. And I didn't, rem- I don't think well, I ever. I feel like I specifically remember seeing this cover. <laughs> I don't remember ever having all of them or bought it every single time it came up. But I think, like. My parents would let me get one every once in a while. Like it was, it was kind of a treat thing. I don't think it uh-huh. was an all the time kind of situation. I feel like a, uh, this one with Darkwing Duck and Jim Carrey as the mask. Yeah. And this one with Hulk Hogan, with a, I think it's a Stegosaurus. Oh yeah. Some in sort a, of in, a, in an arm lock, uh, are probably my favorite two that I see <laughs> off the top of my, off the off the cuff right now. That's funny. Yeah, they typically involve like an animated thing and a live yeah, person a live in each of them. That's awesome. So yeah, um, I did watch a show um, also, kind of to tie into all of this television. Uh, yeah, so they they released a uh, a piece of news that in the Ducktales show that we've talked about a couple of times, there's going to be in season three Rescue Rangers and Tailspin characters in nice. it now. So they're really kind of bringing everything together. Um, and it looks like they're kind of creating a universe is what they're doing with the show. Instead of it just being like DuckTales and that's what it is, like it's always was in the previous show, yeah. they're making it like the Disney Afternoon Universe all in one show kind of a thing. So I was like, you know what? I need to just go ahead and just check this show out. I watched like the first episode before. Um, I'm about halfway through the first season now, which is like 20-something episodes. So I'm like at episode 12 or something like that. Um, and it's good. I, I, I'm not like, oh, this is the best show in the world, but I am watching it regularly. It's usually something I throw on while I'm trying to do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the voice acting's good. I'm getting used to everybody. I'm like, um, the, the oh gosh, who are the ducks in there? Um, I'm drawing a blank. The guy from Bobby Moynihan is one of the, one of the ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, Abed from... Uh, Troy and Abed in the morning. Yep. Um, is one of them. Uh, the I feel like Hugh, Dewey, and Louie? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And who is... Bobby Moynihan's one of those? Yeah. Really? And then, uh, I can't think of who the other one is, and then... Hertz, who was the... One of the most recent episodes, they had something that happened where Donald Duck, his voice goes to normal. They did something about really? them yelling to him, and they put something in his mouth, and he swallows it, or whatever <laughs> it is, and it makes him talk normal. And somebody does Donald that is like Donald does Duck that. like his his actual normal speaking voice it was weird watching the character of Donald Duck be like you guys we have to go over here and <laughs> it was just like I can't remember who it is now but I'm gonna look it up real quick but uh well and the guy who does Donald Duck's regular voice on there is the guy who's done Donald Duck's, Duck's voice forever yes. like it's the same guy I was really surprised to see that um I didn't realize that but then um what's the uh what's the uh what's the shit is it just DuckTales? Yeah, DuckTales. Um, and then I didn't realize that Scrooge McDuck is uh, David Tennant. Does the voice of Scrooge McDuck. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I did not realize that at all whatsoever. And then when I was like going through the cast, David Tennant's... Yeah, David Tennant, Scrooge uh, McDuck. Danny Pundy's... Ben Schwartz, that's the other one. Ben Schwartz. Our uh, yep. Sonic. Yep. Sonic is the other one. And then Kate Mucci... Mucci... Uh, who is Garfunkel and Oates? Uh, mm-hmm. is ben Webby. Beckett's from SNL. He plays Launchpad. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was. They got a lot of people just doing different voices. Yeah, the voice cast is awesome, and uh, the show's good. I'm enjoying. It. Like I said, it's it's a different little adventure every time, and I'm just have been a sucker for this kind of Disney era. So uh, it's it's been a fun time. So that's the show I've been watching. It's awesome. Uh, I've been watching just a lot of regular shows just on TV and like stuff Vampirina? like that. Well, yeah, Vampirina. Uh, <laughs> and Puppy Dog Pals. Nice. Uh, and then, you know, your, your usuals. Uh, Usual suspects. Don Cheadle. There it is. That's it. Don, Don Cheadle's, Cheadle Don Cheadle's the voice for actual Donald Duck. <laughs> That's what I couldn't think of who it was. That's funny. Um, but apart from... Uh, I changed my Patreon tier on, uh, tell them Steve Dave. Okay. To $10. Yep. And so I started watching some of the video ones and everything to try and get caught up on some of the old episodes, which, you know, stuff I've heard once or twice now anyways, but I've never seen any of the other ones live action and stuff. And it's a fucking great time actually seeing it in person, watching like uh, Sunday Chef live, whenever Uh they actually like go, uh, the, the rematch one where they go like to the... To the store, and oh, they I haven't give seen a, that one yet. You know what I'm talking about? It's like I think it's like episode eight or nine or something like. Did that. they go to Surf Taco? Is that where they go? No, or? they went to uh, they went to a grocery store to shop for the ingredients oh, that they were doing. Okay. Then they go back to Mike's house <laughs> to cook the ingredients in like a cook off, uh-huh. and it's uh, Sunday. You get them and Bry are competing That's against right. each other and food and stuff like I that. I remember hearing it, but I haven't watched yeah. it yet. So I watched that version of that episode and stuff, and it was a good time watching them actually like running around the store and Walt trying to give them the clues and stuff yes. like that and everything. It was it was a good time. So you are able to go back with that. Yeah, you can go back close. So Because I was thinking about getting the $20 tier for just one month to be able to get the videos for Sargell Redacted. Uh-huh. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm curious what that whole shit show looks like. Because huh, it sounds like a mess. So yeah. I'm curious what it actually was. Well, it was like the first two episodes, they didn't have any music, but this last episode that they put up the had music, the music, background music the whole time. And it makes me wonder, like, since they've got that big green screen if the whole time, they just got like weird warpy things that makes it look like the portal or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no, it was just been a good time getting ready to go back, getting to go back and uh, experience that. Like, I haven't, 
I watched uh, the Holly Halloween special from last year with the uh, the many different barons, oh, the different yeah, colored, I've seen that the different colored barons. I love. That's a good one. I watched. He does the the collared barons and they, <laughs> Brian. They both go whoa 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 whoa. And, uh, yes. nah, it's, it's that's that's the only thing I've really been watching. We finished up. Uh, did we talk about finishing Stranger Things? No, we haven't person? talked about it at all. Um, so we finished up Stranger Things. I know you finished it up. We can talk a little bit about like yeah. some theories about how we liked it. Absolutely. Um, we gotta theorize how we liked it. We can theorize how I think I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought I thought it was good. It was pretty good this time around too. I I, I know there was some mixed reviews. I feel like really? from some people seeing online, people are like, "This Pictures. is definitely like the worst season out of the three. Huh. I don't know if it was the best season out of the three, but it was. I feel like they all stand toe to toe with one yeah, another. If I, I had, agree. To, I couldn't. I can't pick one more than the it's other. It's just a whole package. I like, guess if I had to pick one more than the other, it'd probably be the first one, just because it was just the introduction and it's always like yeah. the nostalgia of things, but. All of them stand toe to toe with one another. They all have very similar things to offer to the table, but each one has its own unique thing to offer. Yeah, as well. I agree. I agree completely. I think that one of the things that stands out to me the most is Dustin and uh, what's his face's relationship. Yes, always like that. But you don't get that in yeah, season Dustin one. Dustin and Steve. And Steve. So yeah. you don't get that in season one. Uh-huh. So that's where I'm like, I don't even know if season season one is the best one because yeah. my favorite part is that goofy relationship. I love the fact whenever you see them meet up for the first time in season three, <laughs> he Steve is more excited to see Dustin than he is any of the girls <laughs> at all. Yes. Like, and he freaks it out about it. Asking him, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's like Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I, I don't know, I adore that. I would pay to watch just a show between them Absolutely. two. Like the adventures of Dustin and Steve could yeah. be a spinoff after everything's said yeah. and done. If they truly I'd be do happy with it. in Stranger Things Season 4... Mm-hmm. is the end of it all then absolutely why not like you don't have to have something bad happen to these two yeah. like they can just be, it can be a comedy show yeah it can be it can be uh, I like uh, I like Billy's story and redemption arc after the end of things after yeah. everything's kind of said and done yeah and I do like getting Billy to hear like a little bit more about his psyche because he's just such a shitbag in season two yeah but getting to see like how he had kind of a little bit of a tormented past growing up and it made him who he was yeah and then getting ready to see like how that kind of comes to a culmination in the end in the battle of Starkart or yeah. Starkwart at the very end of things and him actually trying to help and then dying in the process mm-hmm. it, it's really awesome yeah. i love that that story of that little redemption arc of his i'm a big mall fan so the fact that this entire season takes yeah. place in a mall is the mall with slash me. summer of love yes yeah like i mean i even like over the past weekend i went and visited a mall that it was completely run down and i was like oh malls like i love them and like it did so I'm, I'm a big mall person i've always been a fan of mall culture ever since kid going to mm-hmm. Carbondale and playing arcades in Times Square yeah. and then going to doing laser tag and shit after like watching a movie or something with my dad or whatever and doing laser tag and I don't know. They always had something to offer. I forgot we had laser tag. I did. Right next to the yeah. right next to Times Square. Yeah. For right. those of you wondering, Times Square was just the name of the arcade. <laughs> I wasn't in New York. <laughs> um, I really liked the character of the the girl in the ice cream shop. I can't think of her name. Uh fuck. Um Is it Emily? I don't know. I can't remember now uh, either. Uma Thurman's daughter. Yeah. Uh, fucking, she's awesome actress. Yeah, I like. I her. love that character. I like her. I mean, she was, 
she was just on par I, with everybody I really else. got super disheartened, which I guess was the point of it whenever you found out that she was a lesbian. Yeah. Because I wanted her and Steve to be together <laughs> really bad. But then after they came to the fact that like, hey, we're just best friends now, too. Absolutely. That's That made it even better, too. It's a good way to not constantly fall on the, like, guy and girl, like... Yes. Just thing that happens every single time. Which makes me show. wonder, like, are we going to end up seeing... So she'll probably be more than likely a reoccurring character again now next season. She'll be well, great she will be end up finding, like, a love interest for her. Like, she finds a girl to kind of, kind of they can, mesh that they out. They go to the go to the different clubs together and be each other's wingman. What uh, if... Uh, I think she would be a great addition to the Steve and Robin, Dustin. Yeah, Robin. Robin. said Emily. Robin, yeah. Uh, she'd be a great addition to Steve and Dustin's... TV show. Absolutely. Like she would be a great third. Would it be a cool if, if uh, her character, Robin, ends up falling in love with the girl from last season that was uh, eight? Oh. What if she ends Did up she... being like a lesbian or something too, and then they end up being like a couple together? That'd be kind of cool to have like another person with special yeah. abilities. Back I would like to see him kind of get back into that because I did like that part of season two. That kind of uh, ties me back to we should talk about theories for the end of oh, yeah, what happens. Absolutely. So I uh, feel like everybody's kind of of the same frame of mind that Hopper really isn't dead. He probably hopped. Uh, <laughs> into the terror. Yeah. And he's in the upside down. Now, I don't know that he is necessarily the person that we see a few months later or three months later, whenever it takes place in Russia. You don't think he's the American? I don't know if he's the American. I'm sold that he's the American. He might be the American. Hear me out on this because we do know from a couple of things that happened closer toward the tail end of that season that Dr. Brenner is still alive and well. Somewhere. Who's Dr. Brenner? He's the guy from the science, the scientist from the first season. The reason why Eleven, Eleven's dad. Oh yeah, Papa. So, yeah, Papa. So Papa is alive <laughs> oh, Papa. and well somewhere. We kind of have we don't know that for a fact, mm-hmm. but the way that they were kind of leading towards some things that they were showing in uh, some of the events that happened with Hawkins and whenever they showed like the news telecast and some of the strange theories that happened from the it. stranger things that were happening? Yes. That we are maybe kind of led to believe that Dr. Brenner might, in fact, still be alive. And if that's the case, he could be a person that's over in the Russian facility. If he was a person that's, like, at large, you know, somebody that needs to be in prison from this area and that's not there anymore, he could be over in the Russian laboratory kind of helping them lead things oh, to kind of tie that back into... Hopper, and he could be very well be the person that's inside the prison cell. And maybe they don't do anything with the American, because if Hopper is the American, and Dr. Brenner knows that Hopper is the American that he you know knows from Hawkins back there, yeah. he knows that Hopper has ties to Eleven. Maybe that hit, that's his way of so that's kind why of like keep getting, him alive. Maybe that's his way of kind of getting back into good graces with Eleven, or you know, maybe we have a. I like that. I like maybe that season four ends up being literally just like a search and rescue season. Like we know or find means that like Hopper is still alive. And they go international. And they, the whole thing is just them trying to do a search and rescue of Hopper, huh. and maybe now that we know that Dr. Burner's alive or something, maybe we'll get some more ties back to other numbers. Yeah. Ones that have been created since he's been in Russia, maybe. Yes. Or ones from the past that they need help with to try and get back to where he's at or something. Yeah. Maybe we'll get eight back in there, or maybe we'll get other numbers that we've never seen. Yeah, I would absolutely like to know more about the other numbers. Even if that was just, like, not... One, If two, it's not touched... Three. I like 13. 13's a cool number. I think it would one not be her mom. Isn't when she probably like the first one? Do I think, think she that had abilities. Do you think that that's kind of how that whole thing starts? Is that maybe? It's, 
Maybe it's it starts actually, with her, and then she gives birth, and they can't do much with Eleven until they've already had these older. other people. So that's why he's got other test cases. He was waiting for Eleven leading, to... Leading up to her to be of age enough to do different things way. like I that kind it. of a thing. Maybe I it didn't, started... Maybe that it really is, like, her dad. I, that's why I never was really actually thinking that that was her father. But but, listen, maybe it could be, though. Yeah. Maybe he really is dad, for mm-hmm. real, though. He's not just papa. He's just an asshole that was just using her as a tep subject, and yeah. he made a baby with a weird with telekinetic first... lady yeah. just to have more test subjects. Yeah, that'd be weird. But I would be as that. I was going to say, it was like, it'd be really cool if we just had a... Just even if it was just like a comic book series, mm-hmm. that would just specifically be like an individual, like give me like a one-off series that's just an issue that's about each number. Well, I mean, give us they have the mini series of six. That's, that's I mean, like give us give more. So mini series of six is out, uh, which is going to actually be my problem for this week. Is that Read to go that. check that out? Um, so yeah. Did you have any music? I didn't um, know if we talked I, about that. I had an audio, uh, not a music, but I have an audio. I started mm-hmm. listening to Wolverine: The Lost Trail, which is now the sequel. It's now, yeah, it's now on the free. Nice. It's now on the free. It's weekly, I think, right now. Did uh, that go got faster than the last one? I feel like it did. I feel I like the last one we waited like six months for that to be I free because I never got Stitcher and I didn't listen to it until yeah. well after it'd been out. Yeah, this is yeah, this is already out free. Nice. Um, so Wolverine: The Lost Trail is out. Um, I listened to the first episode while I was going for my first run uh, in like three months last night. Nice. Um, and it was good. I, I, I like it. I really enjoy that and um, am really curious. I, I've been someone who's interested in writing and have a lot of story ideas um, that seem like they're bigger than a comic or different than a comic. Um, I'd be really curious to try to write an audio play like that. Like, and then act it out and have like different friends and stuff mm-hmm. be my, my actors for I want to get... I, I think I'd, my... Uh... They're the gold headsets. That's uh, the five point one surround sound that Sony makes for the PS4. Oh, okay. And they have three uh, D audio in them because both of those plays are supposed to have three D audio. Yeah. And I'd be interested to listen to it to hear like the sounds from like below me and stuff like that because it's ah. supposed to have that. Like if whenever something you hear like somebody stepping on the floor and everything and you hear the boards creak, you're supposed to be able to hear it underneath you. It's really good sound. I can tell you that even just from earbuds like running, it's real weird to have that yeah. noise. While you have the outside noise, like which even with like the stereo, it's supposed to be able to capture that to a certain extent, and yeah. it does. But because I've you know I've listened to it that way, but at the same time, I think with having better. something that's actually like five point one or seven point one surround sound in your head, yeah, and attach <laughs> just listening to it that way would be kind of creepy. Absolutely, um, absolutely. A couple of music notes that I have. That music I notes. <laughs> uh, I went and listened to a little bit of one of the solo albums from Death from Above's lead singer Sebastian Granger. Oh, um, I never knew that he did a bunch of uh, solo shiz. And one of the albums I think came out in 2013. It's called Yours to Discover. And the big single on it's called Going With You. It is the most fucking 80s thing I've ever heard nice. in my entire life. And I love it. I adore it. Like, I was just like, this is like, this should have been on top of the charts back in 1983. <laughs> because it's just like fucking rocking with it. 
It's awesome. Um, the whole album front to back is really good and it all has a very samey feel to it. So it's very pop 80s. Okay. Not, not even rock do it at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it does have some like rocky solos and stuff into it too and hmm. whatnot. But it's all music, uh, guitar, synth, everything was all him by himself in studio just writing it and going with it. But I'd recommend it if you like a good 80s pop thing, even if it's not uh, very rocky at all. It's, it's, it's a good time to listen to. Uh, Balboa, Rocky Balboa. Uh, I listened to uh, half of Jaden Smith's, or now just known as Jaden. Oh yeah, I think if if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what he goes under his new album, uh, Aries, which is his name Sire backwards, his middle name Sire backwards, because oh. he had an album come out called Sire um, a year or so ago. Um, Aries is out and. Uh, it's pretty good front to back. It's very anti-pop in the same frame of uh, like how Joji is, mm-hmm. um, or Rich Brian, or any of these other people that are on like the '88 Rising album label and everything. So if you if you like that album, uh, or if you like uh, Joji and that anti-pop aesthetic, it's almost got kind of like your beats and stuff in the background are kind of very lo-fi in a way, and then people just do hip hop or R and B on top of it. He does a song on this album that I listened to first called "Summertime in Paris." And uh, he does it with his sister, Willow. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really good song. Does she I, just go really, by Willow? Yes, it's no. just Willow now. Really? Jaden and Willow. That's all it says on it. Hers is all caps, though. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. but uh, She fell asleep on the cap lock. She did. She fell asleep on the cap lock. Even though you only have to tap it once, <laughs> she fell asleep on it. Hey, uh, you don't know until She fell asleep on shift, and then oh, she yeah. tapped it out. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and then the last thing was uh, Rich Brian, who, like I said, he's the guy that runs 88 Rising, and the label that Joji's under. He, mm. he has his own music and stuff, too. He released a new album called The Sailor. Uh, front to back, super awesome. The big single on it's called Yellow. Um, I really recommend it to anybody. Not even just the, like, the lo-fi aesthetic to it and, and, and people that like anti-pop and that type of genre of music, but... In just in general, it is a, such a really good, well-rounded song. Nice. Um, I think it, it should be on the radio, but I don't think it'll ever get that kind of a popular love. But I, I dig it a lot, and uh, I think that uh, that wraps it up for my audios. Cool. Awesome. That I've listened to. Very cool. Yeah. You got a palm? Uh, I think oh, we were just talking about it just a second ago, and I had I had it in my head, and I was going to say... You were going to read Stranger Things 6 with me? No, I was not. Okay. It was something that we were talking about, though, and come back to me, and I'll try to remember it. I How can I... I already told you my palm. What was it? Just Stranger Things 6? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm only doing one. I can't keep up with more than one. Okay, well, then I'll just make mine. The next thing we're going to watch is we're going to finish out Season 9 of Walking Dead. Oh. Because now... Oh, you haven't finished it yet? No. What the hell is wrong with you? Now that we're done with Stranger Things, we'll get onto that. Priorities, man. Well, Stranger Things, I like it. <laughs> I like that answer. I like I like Stranger Things a lot. <laughs> I like I feel like after Stranger Things came out, I liked it more than I liked where Walking Dead was going at the time. <laughs> like, so it just it kind, of, it kind of took priority. Hey. Well, the precedent that we we finished the half mark halfway mark of the season, oh. and we got to that point to where it was like now the time jump has happened, but we haven't finished anything past oh. that. And I was just like, well, now that Stranger Things is out, this is probably the perfect place to stop. So then, so that it's almost like we have a little bit of a bookend. Yeah, you kind of know Rick's what's gone. Yeah. We know what's kind of going on. We just don't know any more beyond that. Absolutely, yes. Hey, I wanted to say before we finish this up, which wish me luck. Yeah, um, I'm going Good to be luck. going to Hammer's house party this weekend. 
which is MC That's Hammer. the 90s house party. We talked about that on an episode. <laughs> I'm going to go see MC Hammer, 2 Live Crew, and Sir Mix-a-Lot. Holy shit, you're going to get to see 2 Live Crew. Yes. <laughs> is one middle-aged Jew going to be there too? <laughs> um, so yeah, it should be a good time. I will talk about it next time we're here. I'm excited to hear that story. Where can they find you? You can find me everywhere at Random Hero XIX. I'll probably still have stains on my shirt, but uh, I'll get it clean next time, I promise. <laughs> Where can they find you? And what are uh, you up to? ShadSchubert.com. That is S H A A D S C H U B E R T.com. And you can also find me at ShadSchubert on most of the things. Um, I don't have anything posted recently. I did write a song. Um, it's on SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud.com slash shad schubert and i'll probably write a blog post on the website at some point hopefully before this drops that's about it i like it rocco's modern life rocco's modern life i feel new zealand spunky
I-F-N-Z production.